Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast. Fun fact, today is National Pound Cake Day. Today is also National, oh goodness, my mind is blinking, National Grammar Day, which I think is exceptionally fun. Um, And yes, so there's your fun fact of the day. Here is your Vertelis question of the day. Who have you met recently that's made an impression on you? If you're new to the episodes or if you haven't listened in a while, go ahead and pause for 30 seconds to a minute. Challenge yourself to ask the question out loud. Who have you recently met that's made an impression on you? Followed by that answer you thought very carefully about in that 30 uh, seconds to 60 seconds. Then return to today's episode where I will be reading poetry from The Future by Neil Hilborn. This first poem is titled Rust Belts. There's something about a boarded up window that says come here. Plywood nails, spray paint, no lights, above all, quiet. Bricks, apples, and rust aren't red. Red is a place called Red is a place called Indianapolis. Places should begin and have weight. Places should be full of light and kitchens and clean sheets, but Indianapolis wouldn't know a dinner table. Somewhere in Indy is a brick street that's never needed of repair. The grocery stores are just knee-high empty shelves. You have to, as always, ask for what you want. It's never rained here, only snowed. But snow can melt, you know. And you can always melt. So either drive on by or start to fade away. as much wind as possible. So because of an chemical imbalance, I don't really believe in joy. There's no bright morning in a bright summer, what strong river or arm of wind. These moments when they do arrive on their slow boats fall apart as soon as the light touches them. Always it's in a car, always the windows down, always the music too loud, it's never apparent that none of us can sing. The way cotton candy falls to its knees at the suggestion of rain is the only thing I've found to describe remembering after you've just been happy. All the things that make you less alive. This is the stone at the bottom of a hill. This is the sapling and then later the chainsaw. I have no idea, no reason to be here again. Windows down, ears beginning to ring. There's nowhere to go, but I'll be damned if I ever get there. Bruce Springsteen will never die. Some people are forces rather than people, you know. Obviously, that is reductive. Springsteen is his own person and leads his own private life, but I'll never see that, so I don't have to mention it here. I don't mean that Bruce will live on through his music or whatever bullshit corny people say, because corny people. I mean that he is too important not to be alive. I mean that it must have sucked for everyone who was alive before he was born, kind of in the same way that Christians think that everyone who lived before Jesus automatically went to hell. How rude. I mean that the Reaper has Nebraska in his top five albums and won't take the boss because he also likes going to arena shows in Jersey. Born to Run is a better album than I am a person, even if it hurts you to know how to build your back, build you back up. 
It's going to be lonely for Bruce when we're all gone. The screen door slams, and it's never Mary anymore, and now it's just the wind. Owed to me from my denim vest. You dumb, sweaty idiot. My collar is fraying and there's a condom in my inside pocket. Have you ever, like, heard of a washing machine? I'd like to be put in one. Put me in one for a year, bro. You can't you just use me as your security blanket and then decide that I'm okay to live in filth. Filth is not secure, you dumb dummy. I could be covered in patches and pyramid studs. I could be a blanket for a pit bull. If I'm going to be dirty all the time, I should at least be badass. I should at least be inspiring even if you fear, or if, even if only a fear and nausea. But no, I've got to go with you to Kansas City or Central Maine. I've got to wait for you in your bag when it gets too warm. And I'll wait until the stitches burst and it all falls off because I love you, stupid. I can't not. I've been falling apart since I was born, but you now, but now I have you. Come here and let me hold you. Alternative universe in which my father did not leave, but died. We are coming back from the funeral and I am 13, maybe. I've never seen his hair not in a ponytail. I know I was supposed to say something to him in the casket, but there isn't a word that means goodbye. And I'll miss you. And please come back to me somehow and let me know when you get there. Mother scrapes leftovers into our largest Tupperware ever. My mother vacuums the carpet four times. She sits facing the front door as though it would ever be the one he'd walk through. Back from a business trip. Back for the good time. Back for good this time, he says. The research is done. The investors are happy. We can go back to Mexico anytime we want now that it's over, he says. Now that it's all over and done, I'd almost rather he just left us. Maybe in another life he just found someone new and I can see him sometimes for basketball games or on dinner on Sunday nights. And maybe in that life I love what I have and what I have isn't gone. Next, I want to read a poem called Vocabulary. I hear that in Hungarian, they don't say go to hell, but rather, I hope I'm there when your children decide they don't need you anymore. In Scotland, the popular greeting is, have you ever eaten the heart of a mountain? In America, we should say, you must leave town at midnight for both yes and no, but we don't have the balls, which should only be an adjective for cheese and lightning. I'm sorry. If there is a word for the slight glow of a light bulb after you've turned it off, I don't want to know it. There should be a way to say fuck you that's actually sexy. I hear that ancient Egyptians would spread crocodile dung on sandstone tablets, and when they scraped it off, there were the words. The words for tomorrow was a stork flying away. 
What's the word for a place that you loved? A window seat, a garden, a house of stone, a wall in a field you were carried to on the wind that when you look for it again is all gone. What is the word? I'm going to pause here to talk about today's sponsor, and then I will return with more poetry from the future by Neil Hilborn. So obviously, I can't read a book titled The Future without reading the title poem, The Future. Um, and this poem is really, really, really interesting. The worst thing about being naked and then being hit by a car is that road rash is a problem for skin. Why was I naked in the middle of the road at noon? I'm glad you asked, imaginary other half of this conversation. I have no idea. Some characteristics of bipolar disorder can include dissociation, hallucinations, and fugue states. So sometimes I wake up in places I didn't go to sleep. So there I am, nude, splayed out on the hood of a car like a slutty chicken, and I'm screaming about the government conspiracy to take away my feet. Not my real feet, just my brain feet. I am about six inches away from the concrete when I realize, in slow motion, that the exact opposite of a rhinoceros attack goes like this. This is not how I imagined my life would turn out. When I was little, I broke both my ankles jumping off the roof because I was sure a cape would enable me to fly. My parents attributed this to my strong imagination. Last year, my therapist called it a delusion. I failed to see the difference. Also, I really can fly and see the future and make stupid people leave coffee shops with my mind. 43% of the time. Sometimes I see p people as colors. The point is, here is a list of things my brain has told me to do. Join a cult. Start a cult. Become a cabinet maker. Kill myself. So in essence, become a cabinet maker. Break into and then paint. Other people's houses. Have sex with literally everyone who reminds me of my mother. Fight animals that are much fightier than me. Like bears. So in essence, kill myself. So in essence, become a cabinet maker. I think a lot about killing myself. Not to the point that I like on a map, but rather like a glowing exit sign at a show that's never been quite bad enough to make me really want to leave. See, when I'm up, I don't really kill myself because holy shit there's so much left to do and when I'm down I don't kill myself because the sadness would be over and the sadness is my whole point and is the old paint under the new the sadness is the house fire or the broken shoulder I'd still be me without it but I'd be so boring they keep telling me that seeing things that aren't technically there is called disturbed cognitive functioning I call it having a superpower once i pulled over on the freeway and jumped out of my old Jeep because I saw it burst into flames 20 seconds before it actually burst into flames. I knew my girlfriend and I would be together because she turned pink the first time she saw me. I know tomorrow is going to come because I've seen it. Sunrise is going to come. All you have to do is wake up. The future has been at war, but it's coming home so soon. The future is a map and the treasure, and the future looks like a child in a cape. The future is just like gravity. Everyone is slowly drifting toward everyone else. We are all going to be a part of each other one day. The future is a blue sky and a full tank of gas. I saw the future. I did, and in it, I was alive. This next one is titled Me But Happy. I would like to thank you 
personally for always making me feel like I'm cooler than a wolf wearing sunglasses. When I'm around you, it's like I'm full of electricity, but in a fun, non-lethal way that's possibly going to give me a boner. I want you to I want to thank you for making all the love songs mean something again. Now, when Sam Smith comes on the radio, I still roll my eyes, but I do it while air humping because that's cool. And the best part of being in love with you is that I never have to brush my teeth, but gosh darn it, do I want to. You are the best thing that has happened to me since I was like born. You make me want to do pointless, actually dumb things like learning to play the flute or, you know, voting. In this list of things I love about you, maybe the second or third entry is the way you always turn my awful days into awful days with cheeseburgers. Have you ever smashed your face into a whole bunch of cool wet sand? You should because it's pretty much what it's like to hang out with you. I've never really made out with Jesus, but I imagine that's kind of like holding your hand. If I have scurvy, it'd be all right because I'd have scurvy with you. I clear the snow off the 12 driveways in negative 20 degree weather just so I could leave you a voicemail. I would like to thank you for never, not once, making fun of me for crying while I watch the same scene from Parks and Rec for the 25th fucking time. If you had it your way, every day I would meet a puppy. Every night would be trivia night. Every morning I would get to wake up and punch Ben Affleck in his stupid fucking face because I always try to be like cool and stuff, but it's hard to act like I don't care when you're so pretty all the goddamn time. The new way to say I love you is just to ram our foreheads together. We can't actually be sad if we're both sad in the same place, right? I would like to thank you for wanting me to be me, but happy. I don't know why we're both here, but since we are, let's make out until we're dead. Before I met you, before I met you, I wanted to be dead all the time, and I still do because of the, you know, mental illness. But now that you're here, I don't really want to want to. I don't really want to die anymore. If you were a breakfast cereal, I'd call you Reason to Wake Up Bows. And if that, if you were a book, you'd be titled Your Perfect Life Right Here. And sure, there are probably infinite dimensions, but I'm with you in this one. So why would I try to find the others? Alrighty, so that was poetry from The Future by Neil Hilborn. And if you haven't heard me say it enough, he is hosting a event called Writing Circle and it's basically a 10 week writing workshop. It's hosted on Wednesday nights and Sunday, I'm sorry, Saturday mornings. It is an incredible group of writers and artists coming together and doing goofy things and writing new poems and talking about the things that are hard to talk about. And it is a wonderful group to be a part of. You can find out more by following Nelicorn, as in Neil A. Corn, um, on Instagram. You can find out more at Writing Circle Wednesday's uh, Facebook page. Or you can send me a message and I can send you even more information. Thank you so much for tuning in to Learning to Fly and this wonderful episode of National of poetry on National Pound Cake Day and National Grammar Day. I hope that you do something to celebrate one or both of these incredible days of celebration as we go about our crazy year of 2021. As always, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Learning to Fly the Podcast, and I'll see you again tomorrow.